Hello. Hey, what's going on? What's up, man? How I'm are doing you? good. How are you? Um, it's been a crazy. Oh, I totally <laughs> understand, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm jealous, man. I can't lie a little bit, a little bit, low key. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come, man. It'll go by quick. It'll be here before you know it. Probably too fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cliche, but time really does fly. Oh, I know it. Yeah, I, I, I can't even lie, man. I mean, even just thinking about I feel like yesterday, like just last year I was a drill sergeant, but like that was definitely like five, six years ago now. Good gracious. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, man. I was trying to tell somebody about – my uh, second tour in Korea, and I was like, "Yeah, a couple years ago." I was like, "Wait a minute," I was like, four or five years ago already." Yep, <laughs> crazy. I know. So, all right. So, you good? You ready? Yeah, let's get it, man. All right. Welcome back to Greatness and Fitness, the Cornelius and Robert discussion. Um, one half of the team, Robert Camp of B28 Fitness, and the other half, Cornelius Deloach. What's going on, brother? Uh, not, not too much, brother. Just another day living the dream out here. I feel you. How's California? Uh, I cannot complain. Weather's lovely. I'm kind of scared about summer coming, but right now it's, it's just gravy. High in the eighties, can't beat it. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, we're having some some very odd weather in Maryland. Um, sunny in seventy one day and cold, rainy and in the forties the next day. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But hey, spring is spring is here and summer is fast behind it. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be here before we know it. That's the thing I'm scared of is like summer out here. I'm not ready for hundred degree weather yet, but you gotta take the good with the bad, I guess. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's jump right into this. So I missed you a couple of days ago. Um about a by a topic I wanted to talk about um using failure as opportunity. Right. Um one thing that you know, I was I was doing I was doing a little research and um, one saying uh, one quote uh, that I've heard often um, is I never lose I either win or I learn. That's awesome. Um, and I originally I thought it I thought that came um, from Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Well, as it turns out, that's actually a quote from Nelson Mandela. Oh, wow. Yeah. So let's just start there. I never lose. I either win or I learn. Goes back to um, it goes back to looking at things from based off your own perspective. I mean, that's what it boils down to. You can look at a you can be optimistic about a situation or pessimistic. Um, but what makes people great and what gets them to the next level is not being defeated by by adversity. You know, that first bump that they hit in the road, even though it may be a little bit uh, tough, you know, it can knock you on your butt. But 
learning from that and then moving forward. Like, cause that's just, you didn't, you didn't necessarily fail. You just figured out one way not to do whatever it was we were trying to do. And you were able to, to now know that that's, that's not going to work. And so now I got to come at a different approach, but your perspective in your own brain is what is going to be uh, the catalyst for you to actually attempt it again and then continue to move forward. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's funny you mentioned that I, you, know, you didn't fail. You just learned learned a different way that something didn't work. Um, I was I was reading and Th- Thomas Edison said something similar, um, and he said he said it's not he said uh not that I failed, but I found thousands of ways that my invention didn't work. Mm. Right, which is like the same. So I, I, I'm listening. Go ahead. No, yeah, exactly what he said. It's not the end unless you see it as the end yourself, you know? It's about your own personal perspective because just because you, like I said, just because you hit that roadblock or you hit that that one that one fail, you know, doesn't mean that it's the end. It, it can be the beginning of something great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I think the number one cause and this may sound very cliche, but I think the number one cause why people don't succeed is that they're so afraid to fail that they never start in the first place. Mm. And it's talk to anybody, any successful entrepreneur, any successful business person that is, that have chased after a passion or a dream has failed more times than they've succeeded. Right. You're You're going to, it's inevitable because, but like you said, those people who felt who failed to even try, like you get into that. Um, how do I say? It? I was because I was talking to someone the other day about it, and they were, you know, they were talking about I, I want to start this or start that. You know, they they were trying to. He was saying that he wanted to basically he wanted to start his own company, but he was waiting for ideal conditions. You know, and even though it, it I, the time is never going to be one hundred percent ideal. Like ever, and so like either either yeah. you're gonna just do it, and, and then you're gonna adjust once you once you get into it, or or you're not gonna do it. But like like failure to launch is is a is a, a bad habit that a lot of people have when it comes to those situations. You cannot be afraid to just you know jump out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think I think having a plan B is the first step in failure, without a doubt. Because you're already setting yourself up. I think, I mean, not to sound cliche, but if you have that plan B, you're already setting yourself up for failure. You're like already preparing yourself for not being able to accomplish what your plan A is. Yeah. And I I think that looking at at failure not as as a roadblock or a place to stop and turn around and go the other way, but looking at a failure as an opportunity, you know, to, all right, I've tried it this way. This doesn't work. Let me fall back, retreat, rethink and attack again. Mm-hmm. I know this didn't work. Something's going to work and I'm going to keep trying until it does work. Right. The biggest, um, I, I, I think it goes back to, to, you know, everything that you want is outside of your comfort zone. Um, Everything, you know, starting a business, um, 
for me, you know, starting a personal training company, whatever the case may be, um, I mean, it's it's scary to take that first step, but everything everything you want is on the other side of that fear. You just have to step out of the door and go for it. Yeah, you have to. You can't be afraid. I mean, you if you are, like you said, everything great is on the other side of fear. So, like, fear and failure. So, like, even though you may be afraid, you just got to jump out there and do it. Like, nobody was able to accomplish those things if they didn't, you know – face those fears like fear and failure isn't a bad thing that's what that's what that's what you have to you have to understand because like just because you're afraid of something i, I tell people all the time if you're if you're afraid of it do that's when you should definitely do it <laughs> like if it scares you that's when you should do it like because like yeah. that's how you know you're still alive like whenever you have that feeling and the feeling of accomplishing that though is um it's what's gonna is it's nothing else compares to it whatsoever you got to be okay with making mistakes though because the mistakes aren't the problem, you know, failing isn't the problem, the ability or the will not to learn from those things. That's, that's where the actual problem lies. Yes. Yes. I agree. You have to be willing to make yep, mistakes. You have to. Um, I think w- w- one of the things that I've always tried to stress, um, especially the soldiers and you know, the leaders that I had the had the privilege of, of leading and training with is that I always told them, if you make a decision and you are attempting to do the right thing, or if you make a mistake attempting to do the right thing, I will back your play a hundred percent of the time. But like you said, when, when you make those mistakes and then you fail to learn from them, that's what we can't do. But you've got to be able to be willing you fail. have to, yeah. You can't make make your mistakes habitual, but then it's intentional. But like I told them, like the same thing you said. Like whenever I have soldiers, I t- I I wanna, I don't want to have to push you. Like I don't want they don't make me push you. I make me pull you back. You know, from doing too much. Like don't don't be afraid to fail. Like fail on purpose. Fail hard. Like especially now. You know, I tell my I tell even my kids. You know, I tell them now. Like I wish I knew what I knew. I wish now. I wish I knew what I knew then at your age. I wish I had the knowledge that I have now because I would have messed up a lot more things in my life like if I if that was the case. I would have tried. I would have tried yeah. to do things that were in my brain impossible at twenty at twenty years old versus at thirty five now trying to like accomplish things. You know, so you have to be able to to push past that and just do it anyway. Like you can't be afraid to do that. Like because even if you make mistakes, you fail. So what? Like try again. Get up and do it again anyway. Yeah. And and that's that's the thing. I we we keep redefining what impossible or possible is. Right. Um I mean look look at Elon mm-hmm. Musk. You know, he decided, hey, I'm gonna fire a rocket into outer space, but instead of wasting money and having this thing plummet back to Earth and be destroyed, I'm learn how to land it safely. Right. And he has failed a lot of times at that. But you know what? He's also been the first one to succeed successfully recovering a rocket. Oh, I know. And landing it. I watched that video of those of those rockets when they came back down, and like how they hit the sonic boom and that second blast. Like it, it, it looked like a. I'm a big sci-fi dude, man. So like, I'm, it's crazy now. I'm getting chill bumps thinking about it because I, I even just watching that video, like 
them actually succeeding, you know, like, I don't know if you've seen the video where they had the two rockets that came back and like, as they were landing, like it literally looked like, like the future. I mean, I didn't like, we're there that we live in that. And so the, as they were coming down, like he was like, it's going to hit stage two now. And then the backblast and then it hit sonic boom in order like to, to slow it down enough, you know, to stop the, 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 like, stop it basically from crashing into the earth. And then they both landed successfully and then like stood up on side. I was like, yeah, like, this is crazy to me. Like, that we're alive in that time, you know, because I don't know about you as a kid, but like I remember as a kid thinking like even in the 90s, which is kind of ironic, thinking that the year 2000 was going to be the future, you know, like I don't know why, but like I like, I thought that by this point we would have been like further along. But like to witness that put me in that same mindset of like, well, well now I actually am witnessing what I assume would be the future. Like, and it's crazy. Like, yeah. And it took a, his own brain, you know, his own idea to say, no matter what other people said, no matter how many other people failed at this, I can do this no matter what. I can accomplish something. I can at least get in the right direction to make that happen. And and I, I think failure is, a, is an important part of success because if you don't fail, if you've never felt the sting of failure, then the victory of success is tarnished. Right. Yeah, you can't. It won't feel the same for sure. So I, 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 just, I just think failure is a naturally natural part of growth, um, whether it be just as a human being, whether it be in a company, whether it be in the gym, whether it's as a dad or a father or a husband or whatever the case may be. I think you're going to fail. Right. Um. Failure isn't a stopping point. Um, it's not defeat. It's just simply a delay in the process to success. Um, and I mean, obviously, the the fitness aspect of it is is important to me. Um, and everybody knows who Usain Bolt right. is. You know, fastest man alive. Definitely. Um, and the, so the the funny the funny thing is scientifically mathematically um Usain Bolt can actually be faster than what he already is so there is still potential for somebody else to be faster than Usain Bolt and watching this guy run and having watched a video of his um world record runs in slow motion being broke down stride by stride. Right. Um, the angle. So perfect example. Right. So many people may not know this, but pose running the way you run faster is you have to just, you have to fall forward. Right. All right. Um, and your legs will keep up with you. Mm-hmm. So the average I, I, I may have these numbers a little skewed, but the angle of fall where gravity takes over and you actually fall to the ground is, 20, I, I believe it's like 23 or 20, 24 degrees, mm-hmm. right? So you're staying upright, lean forward, 23 degrees or good, another degree, you fall to the ground. Okay. Right. So the average person, me, you, average person out running, um, even decent runners, run between a 10 
to about a 14, 15 degree angle effect. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. You th- Usain Bolt runs at about a 20 degree, 21 degree angle effect. Wow. Right. Almost perfect. But it's there's still two more degrees that he could that he could be faster. Right. Right. So at you know, Usain Bolt, Elon Musk, these are two people in two totally different areas of profession, mm-hmm. but two people who don't see limits. Wow. That's crazy that I how you correlate those two, but yeah, it totally makes sense. They just pushed themselves past what a rational person would see as a you know as a barrier as a, as impossible. Yeah, um, I mean, hell, even look look at you know Bill Gates. Right. Um, he's started in his garage. Um, what's what's the Apple guy? Oh, um, Apple was um Jobs, Steve Jobs. Yeah, Steve right. Jobs started in his garage. right, and you know Jeff Bezos, the Amazon guy. <laughs> It's yeah. crazy to think about that. One of the richest guys on the planet, <laughs> yeah. right? Crazy. All started in the in a yep. garage. Um, but had they have never had, and I'm sure they were scared along the way. No, I, I, without a doubt, it had to have been. But but without them saying, "Hey, there's something. This is going to happen." Right. Um, I can see this. This is what I want to do. This is going to be uncomfortable for a long time. But now look at them. They're giants in of industry. Yeah. As I read a, a Jeff Bezos, he's the guy that started Amazon. I read a book about him and uh, it was talking about how in the first early years of Amazon, like when he started to expand, you know, to things other than just books, he would sell other things purposely at a loss. <laughs> just so wow. he could expand like to that level, like, I want to say, um, I can't remember the name of the company, but there was a company and like basically they special or no. So like Jeff Bezos, what happened was um, it was diapers.com. I don't know if you remember that. Like I have five kids, so I learned the cheapest way to buy diapers. I literally spent eight years straight purchasing diapers and milk. But um, so I remember <laughs> the, diapers, the, diapers, the diapers.com movement. So like uh, basically, though, you could do the subscription, which was cheaper than the grocery store, even like the wholesale stores. And you could buy diapers uh, at, a, at a, a way discounted rate. Well, back then I started out on the diapers.com thing, but then I quickly realized that Amazon was way cheaper. And I was like, how are they selling diapers at like 13 cents per diaper, which is like at, at, a, at a regular store, you're paying like 24, 25 cents a diaper, you know, based off the brand. And then even at diapers.com, it was still at like 17, 18 cents. I was like, how is he selling them so cheaper? Now here recently, like I said, I read it. I was reading a book about Jeff Bezos and they purposely did that just to uh, shut out diapers.com. Literally. He, he, he took a lot. He, he procured uh, the, the, the subscription based diaper business on purpose when diapers.com wouldn't like buy, basically let him buy them out. And then he literally drove them out of business and then they raised the price back up after that, like on purpose. That was like a gamble though. Like wow. I'm pretty sure he understood that like yeah. it might not happen. You know, maybe diapers.com will match my price. But the fact that he took that risk, you know, with with maybe failure being in, in the miss to actually be able to overtake that just shows you how like other ways in his company, he took those risks and you know that fear, fear of failure and push past it anyway in order to accomplish those great things to be the, be one of the richest people in the world right now. Yeah. 
Um, so not not to stay on the Amazon train, mm-hmm. um, but um, I found this out from um, my brother-in-law actually, who um, has been training um, some of their uh, long haul truck drivers. Okay. So Amazon foots the bill for all of their drivers to get their own CDL. Mm-hmm. So that's 250 300 350 bucks depending on what state you're right. in. But not only that, Amazon has other programs in place because they want people to outgrow them and go do their own mm-hmm. thing. So they they help with they actually help people going from a a 9 to 5 Monday through Friday day-to-day job for those that want to succeed and do more, they want people to eventually leave them and not work for them. Isn't that crazy? It is. It is. It's, it's, it's crazy and awesome at the same time. Um, because you gotta, it pushes people out of that comfort zone, you know, like not everyone will take advantage of it because like um, out here, obviously where we live, where I live in California, I'm surrounded. There's millions of people that live in this area. I mean, DC, where you are, as well. But here, like, we have um, Amazon hubs that are all around us. And like, like when you mention that, like, it's crazy to think about. But like, they employ so many thousands of people here in this area. And like, you know, above like what everybody else, you know, gets paid and what they do, their company um, changes lives. Period. Anyway just by offering jobs. But the fact that you tell me that, like, it's crazy. To, I, can, I can understand it and see, like, how they can actually come up. Because, I mean, you go in there, you learn the business, you learn how to run a warehouse. What's to stop you from opening your own warehouse and, and becoming a distributor on your own or something, you know? Right. What's to stop you other than a decision <laughs> at that point? That's, that, that's, that's the beauty of of entrepreneurship is that you find a need. Mm-hmm. If you can find a need, you have your end. If you can find your find a need, and that need, fulfilling that need is something you're passionate about. Right. Well, then what are you waiting for? At that point, so if you, if you can fill a need that's out there, whether it be fitness, whether it be distribution, whether whatever the case may right. be. If you have a product or an idea that's going to make something or somebody's life better, and on top of that, you're passionate about that area of business, mm-hmm. then what are you waiting for? That's the magic question. If you can answer that, then you, then you can accomplish it. <laughs> that's crazy. It is. Um, so wrap it up there, but I want to leave you this one quote I just looked up. Um, from Robert Kennedy. Mm. Um, he said, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. I don't think I could put it any better. I mean, that's that speaks volumes. 100%, itself. yeah. Well, how about we call it there? Sounds good, brother. All right, man. Good talk. Good. Have a great Have a great week. As well. I know I had a, a I had a busy week last week, so uh, 
lot, lot, lot of new, new things in my future coming up. Oh yeah, man. How you, how's this week going to be looking for you? It's all, it's all appointments and finishing up retirement, brother. It's just, it's looking good. Oh, awesome. I started a new quarter this week. So my students were at spring break all last week. So I was, I was relaxing all last week. So this week I get back to work for real. So <laughs> and then we got a FTX coming up. I'm excited though. Summer's going to be here before you know it. Summer's going to be fun. Two weeks from Colorado. Valley. Oh, awesome. All right, brother. Yep. It's good. Always a, a pleasure. Week. You too. Love you. All right, man. Love you All too. right, brother.